what is my kryptonite? You should know what I kryptonite. Calling me out on my behavior, like my bobblehead behavior. I'm not that self-aware. Like I had that revelation that I'm a bobblehead, right? And yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't joking. What the even harder part is, I've been poking you about that for probably half of our episodes, and I haven't gotten it. I know you just, it didn't land. That was like I was talking to my wife. I'm like. If, it took Bob until he saw himself on video to to say, you know what, Josh? I'm a bobblehead. I'm like, no shit. I've been telling you that for like five years. But you don't see it. I just think you're... you're... I see it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Welcome to the Metacast. I'm Josh Anderson. Okay. Okay. Trying to be more no-nonsense this morning. It's a scary place. Retrospectives. Introspection. Wow. This was unplanned and not bad. Right. As we continue our journey into the world of tactics and how you and your team can get better. Today's topic is retrospectives. Retrospectives. Can I, so tactics. Yeah. Basics. Can I start with one? Um, sure. Like an, a pet peeve of mine. Mm -hmm. And I want to, I don't know if I've ever shared this with you. Ooh. So I want to see how you react. Okay. Uh, there, there are people out there. There are sites and tools that give people like a hundred ways uh, there's something called Retromatic. Okay. It's a website done by someone in, in your Eastern Europe. Mm -hmm. It's a really cool site. And you go in there and it's like almost like a slot machine. You, 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 oh, yeah. you pull gotcha. something and it has a, I think it has three, the beginning, the middle, and the end. Right. And it has a tool repository or a tool database or a tactics, a facilitation tactics database. And so you pull it and you say, start, give me, give me a retro. And it will give you a beginning and a middle and an end. Right. So you could actually hit that before every retro. And the logic is keep people on their toes. Mm -hmm. And don't get it stale and don't get it boring. And, and keep it entertaining. And I actually disagree with it. Not not with that not with that Ooh. tool, but I I th I don't I've never agreed with a a leader coach's scrum master's job is to vary the retro mm -hmm. so much that it keeps people entertained or whatnot. Now I don't think you get into the same pattern, but I think I think folks don't need to be entertained. It's like set it up so it's serious, mm -hmm. right? Everyone's taking it serious. It's it's not. It's not to entertain people. It's to get reflection for continuous improvement. Right. Yes, maybe have 10 different approaches, maybe 10 little tools you use or five, mm -hmm. but not 100 and not always switching up. I've actually seen teams, I've heard, recently, someone was saying the team got so confused that the retro was, they didn't even understand the tools that were being yeah. used in the retro. Yeah. So, so the anti-pattern to me is this one where you need so much turbulence and tools and tactics to somehow keep it fun for the team yeah. that uh, that you don't want them to burn out or anything yeah. like that. And I don't like, I think that's an anti-pattern. 
What do you think? I agree because identifying ways to get better and actually getting better is pretty darn fun. So I think if you have to rely on that, then your retros probably aren't working because the, the end result, the little victories that you and your team will feel when you look back on the previous sprint and like you high five each other and say, holy crap, like we, we stopped doing the thing we've been talking about not doing for like six months. We did it. That's exciting. That gets intoxicating. That then starts to snowball. But you and, just you just articulated the whole point of the dot. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So is the point to have everyone entertained no. and fun? Or is the point to get shit done and to actually what improve? Yeah. And high and, and get excitement around we're improving as a team. And we have the accountability to improve as a team. Yep. And that's sort of that that's the focus to me. I agree. Yeah. I was hoping you would dis- I was hoping Sorry. You would- disagree again i don't think you go in there with the same tactic yeah. over and over and over yeah. again so you need a little bit of a, a like a handful yeah but to me it's the mindset one of the yeah. key i think it, so i want to get it out there so you can pick at it i think the key is the mindset of ownership accountability to continuous improvement mm-hmm. and gaining excitement as a team around we are improving and I've seen so many folks that have retros and they don't do that. Yeah. They, they're yeah. not, they're not improving anything. Yeah. Right. So are you asking me to argue with that? I'm asking you, is that like the prime oh, directive? Yeah. Is yes. that like one of the prime directives of retros to you? Yeah. And one of the most common things that I see is people decide to do retros less often or stop doing them in total because they aren't getting anything out of it. And my first reaction is because you're not putting anything into it. Yeah. You know, so, so that's a, that's a very common response that I see when things aren't going well. So like tactic number one for me is do it. Tactic number two is do it consistently. And tactic number three is know the things that Bob just said of like setting the stage of this is why we're here. Right. This is what we're intending to do. And yeah, you have some variations maybe, but, but you can't have that many because then you take the focus off of what you're actually trying to do and make it more about the format of the discussion. Right. You know, and that, and that doesn't help anybody. I've I've seen folks, what, gosh, within the last one or two weeks on LinkedIn, there's this guy, this coach that always does these polls. And Mm -hmm. one of the most recent polls he did, uh, I forget the framing, but it was, uh, can you cancel the retro or is it okay for the team to stop the retro? Mm Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I was proud of myself. I didn't, I didn't take the, it's like, what do they call it? Clickbait or something, right? It was, he, he always does these clickbait things, which Mm -hmm. annoys me. And I didn't take it, but every ounce of my being wanted to take it because it's like, I'm like, I don't think that's something that you stop. I don't think, you know, being agile as a team says that you can jettison continuous improvement. Yeah. And own and the team's accountability and ownership of tr- like experimenting to do that. Yeah. And there's and there's a school of thought. I mean, there's it's not just him, but there's a school of thought that says, you know what, it's not that big a deal. Let the, the team can figure it out. And I'm like, no, I want to I wanted to scream and say, no. There's certain things that I don't think are are what optional. Yeah. That that I have been known and too, and I have said this numerous times when standing up new teams or agile practices or whatever, that the retrospective is the one meeting that can never go away. If we somehow find a way to do sprint planning differently, better, 
cool. If we want to do the sprint review, different, better. If we want to do the stand-up, different, better, cool. But everything hinges on the retro and really investigating what the problems are, areas to improve, and then like taking action on doing that. You know why one exception to that would be, and I'll see, and I'm not disagreeing with you, but let's say you have a team that really is doing what we're talking about Mm -hmm. and they're running it for like 12 months, 18 months and they're leaping tall buildings and suddenly they hit a wall and it's like they've, they've improved so much that they're finding that they just need to take a break. Yeah. Right. And they want to take like a three month break as a hypothetical. Right. I would be okay with that Mm -hmm. because they've retroed their butts off. They've improved for themselves in whatever areas were important to them. And I do think like continuous improvement done well hits a plateau sometimes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like it's okay, take a take a break yeah. and then come back and commit to in three months we're gonna then accelerate. We'll yeah. we'll get we'll get new wind under our sails to then start accelerating again. So I would I would actually be you know, I, I would be okay with doing that sort of plateaued pause on retros for a team that really like earned it or mm-hmm. whatever. What do you think? Like, I think you can get burned out to continue. I guess what I'm putting on the table is real active, continuous improvement can yeah. burn you out over yeah. time. Right. Yeah. I, I think I could be convinced, but that is clearly a super rare scenario. I, w- I would, I would agree with yeah. that. Right. I, I, I re- you're going to get heard this for a thousand times on the Medicast at eye contact there were some teams that I did that with. Mm-hmm. And what I found is they were they were actually, they didn't want to stop, mm-hmm. but they were burned out. Yeah, yeah. Right, they had really like, they had they had improved their it's butts It's really off. hard work. And it's really hard work. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? Just, why don't you pause and recharge yeah. your batteries? Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Uh, and, and, I, and so I've seen teams that, and it is rare, but yeah. that really can get to that. Continu- I want to amplify it, Metacasters, what Josh just said. Continuous improvement done. It is, it's really freaking hard yeah. to so sprint over sprint over sprint over sprint. Like look yourself in the eye. Part of it is running experiments. Mm-hmm. Things fail, things succeed. You have to challenge yourselves as a group. So yeah. that's a hard game to yeah, play. Yeah, I, I, I think that's why many people bail on it because it's really hard. So what I'd like to dig into is like, how do you actually create that environment where that's the norm and not the exception? And that being a group of people that are willing to take a critical look at themselves and their peers, have a safe space where they can put things on the table continue the discussion into actions that are coming out of that, then actually put them into action over the upcoming sprint. That, that those, are, those are the steps that need to happen for retros to work well. And it is pretty darn rare that I see everybody doing all of those things well. I, th- I think one of the starting points I want to tee up is, uh, is how do you train and message people in the beginning, I, I see a lot of you know, agile instances where teams, I, I don't think they understand the accountability proposition that they have, right? They'll hold leaders accountable to oh, certain yeah. changes, 
they'll hold scrum masters to changes. Uh, and that's fine. And, and it is a cultural shift and everyone has to shift. But when it comes to the team, I, I try to amplify. I think it's important at the very beginning to say there are some fiduciary responsibilities on the part of the team. It's not a free ride. Mm-hmm. It's not a get out of jail free card to do whatever the hell you want. And one of the accountabilities is this continuous. I try to amplify that mm-hmm. in in one on one training to the scrum masters, to the coaches, to the teams, and really amplify to like to set the mindset mm-hmm. that continuous improve. It's not just words. It it's it's a responsibility that you have. Yeah. So you can't opt out of it. And I I think if you set the it's like a start. If you set the context right, I. I think teams. I think teams start behaving that way. Yeah. Right. What do you? Th- what do you? So it's a startup or a training or yeah. a coaching thing. Yeah. So so that's a key thing. A typical tool that I use to help with this is I really try and drive home the fact that feedback is a gift. Uh, so yeah. all of those things that I do to celebrate when somebody gives me feedback and I like stand up in front of the whole crew and yep. be like. This just happened. This is awesome. And like, let's do more of this. So really try try and model the behavior yep. that feedback is not just welcome, but like desired I would, because it helps I would, you grow. I would buy that. Right. So you've got to create that cultural sense and you as the leader or, or whoever, like just need to model that and show yep. this is not only okay, this is preferred. So there's a modeling. I would, I would, I would buy that. Absolutely. Um, what was that? I think you said something else though. It's part of it, and maybe it's a little later. It's in the beginning. It's safety. Yeah. Right. So I've had a no for years. I've I've had a no managers go to the retros. Yeah. Rule, and I don't think that shows up in any scrum guide or anything like right. that. But to me, it's so out of all of the events and out of all of the stuff. To me, a sacred area for the team to have this these conversations to have this accountability to to run to talk about experiments to talk about their their foibles and how mm-hmm. do they, and what do they need to improve on is they need a safe space mm-hmm. and it's just for the team mm-hmm. uh, it, it, i've even had managers oh, all right i won't go but i need a report i need a report from the team as to what their actions are coming and i'm like no you don't get a report you'll get a report as you see them improving right you observe that so folks want to like i actually do that do you? Yeah. See, I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like. I not that I'm not that I'm negatively. Con- no, you can you can disagree. No, I I don't like that because it's like they're yeah. they're reporting it out. How I want to measure it is: are they like I think if everyone's paying attention to what's happening, like the outcomes yeah. of the team and the so what are they delivering? You should see something in reviews. Yeah. That tells you are is their trajectory changing. Uh, we don't need like a red, green, yellow report or how yeah. much, how many items so, they took yeah. in. So what I require of teams is I require them to document the retro. Ah, see, oh, I love this. So I, that, so, so that, come on, this Metacasters, we are no mano o mano here. Because there are so many times where <laughs> there are things that just carry over from retro to retro. So part of that is I ask them to track things like how many times has this been in a retro and we haven't done anything about it like maybe we should focus on that i don't need a report out for me all i ever do is like if it's in confluence i like like the page or i say this is awesome or this so it's all positive focus of like this is amazing great job 
but I found that when you don't have a record of previous retros, you end up losing some things over time or stuff just kind of melts into the background. And then you for like, you wonder why, Oh, why did we never do that? You know? See, I think that's a team trust thing. Yeah. So I, I have a counterpoint to you. Trust mm-hmm. your team. Yeah. Right. If they have the mindset that we're talking about, will they forget something? Of course not. Yeah. Right. Will they drop something if it's truly important to them? If you're setting up this mindset, like if you, you have this mindset from a product point of view, mm-hmm. what's really crucial? Are you going to forget? Are you going to allow yourself to forget? Are you going to allow yourself to lazy it? And it's not just you. Yeah. You're part. You're part of a group of of team members. So, I. So the so so the other thing I do in tandem with that is, on their board, wherever it is. Uh, where they're moving stickies around, they document the sprint goal, and they also document the one the improvement thing goal that they're after to keep that front and center. Now, see, I could, I can buy that. Yeah, it's the report out sort of thing. It's we're sharing it with. So that's again, it's. It, I'm not picking on you, but it's, mm-hmm. it's like the man. I want them to totally own the space of continuous yeah. improvement. Right, and and it's safety. Right. And, and in your company, not everyone, I know that you are, yeah. you have the right mindset, but not every leader will have that. Yeah. Right. And one person who's nitpicking in that thing, then it sort of undermines the safety. So they making it, making it transparent. Absolutely. Like, mm-hmm. what are we working on? Mm-hmm. But the mechanization, like, why are we doing that? We're doing that because Josh screwed the pooch in the sprint. Yeah. No, right. No. And what are the driving forces? For, yeah. But that may come, like a lot of those managers that I've talked about. So I, I I use that as a tool to establish, grow, and maintain trust. So Metacasters, I, I'm going to make my point. And so I'm not, Josh is extraordinary and rare. Yeah. I'm probably reacting to the to there's the a million leadership ways that could go wrong. There's a leadership universe yes. out there yeah. of non Joshes. Yeah. And and probably my passion is driven from from that universe, yeah. not not Josh. Yeah, I I one hundred percent that that could be misused a million different ways. Yeah, exactly. I only do that when I have full control over everything and I can ensure Ex- that the teams and the managers are using it the right way. And there's way. trust and there's safety, yes. et cetera. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. And but but only in that scenario, which is relatively rare, right? Um, where you own it from top to bottom. But you've got to work your freaking tail off. Like that's not something you passively do. So so like don't Bob's giving you a fair fair warning. Don't like wade into that ocean and think it's gonna go smooth or it's gonna be easy. It's really freaking hard. And that took me like six years to get to where that worked effectively and created yep. helped create that environment that I thought helped us have healthy retros, which made our teams great. Our products great turned us into a place where people wanted to go to work. Like exactly. all of those things. Exactly. But yes, it's a super slippery slope. The other thing that Josh said, Metacasters is do something. So the team, I don't, I actually talked to teams about this. I don't care what they do. Yeah. I mean, I, I have, if they ask me for an idea, I can, if they give me scenarios, I can provide ideas for my experience. Yeah. I don't care what they do. I care that they do something. Mm-hmm. Like, so to me, it's pick something, hopefully with higher value or yeah. higher impact, and then do something about it. 
in a sprint. So continuously chip away mm-hmm. at continuous improvement is a key to me. If a team's not doing that, I, I go back to that mindset or, or whatnot. Sometimes I, I, I will actually, I have walked into retros if I noticed that a team like for three months is not taking anything on. Right. Or if they haven't improved, right? Let's say they lack predictability. And after 10 sprints, the predictability hasn't improved whatsoever. Right. Whatever I've seen no turbulence. I've seen no experimentation. I have been occasionally known to stick my head in. And it's like, I will not let you out of this room unless you come out of here with some idea of how to, like impactful idea, mm-hmm. take a risk, try something. You're fail- you've just failed 10 sprints in a row. You need to do something yeah. about that. Right. So. Yeah. One of the other tools that I use to help create that environment is something I mentioned in the last episode, which was crucial conversations, because that's really what these are. If it's really going to be healthy, if it's really going to be impactful, you have to enable your team members to have those crucial, uncomfortable conversations. And the painful reality is so many people aren't equipped with how to do that. So using a book like that, reading it as a group has been very helpful in helping these team members who want to do that. They want to give the feedback, but they're scared. They don't know how. They're worried they're going to deliver it poorly or somebody's going to get mad or whatever. So you have you can't just shove people in a room and say, you know, challenge each other and grow in a health healthy safety way. Like that's that doesn't naturally happen with humans. So you have to provide them with the tools to do that. I think you nailed it. Um, again, at iContact, we brought in crucial conversations and we trained everyone, like every team member, a half day. We had our HR department put together like a customized half day workshop. Mm-hmm. And part half of the workshop was practice sessions, like triad-based practice, like giving feedback, yeah. role plays. Uh, but the reason we did that is we found that folks weren't, the teams weren't challenging themselves in the retros. Right. And the underlying root cause was a lack of skill. It, it wasn't just fear. So it was, so there was some fear based, but it was also skill based. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, you know, I'm not afraid, but I don't know how to do it. There was this intention of I wanted to have a good conversation. Yeah. And people generally didn't have the chops. Right. About how to initiate that. Like what is right. a good one? Yeah. How do I start? How do I end it? Mm-hmm. Uh, and what we noticed is after rolling that through all of the teams and it was gradual, but, but the quality of our retros improved, the mm-hmm. quality of our improvement vastly improved. I think yep. that's a crucial point. Yep. yep. Ooh, right? Crucial, crucial conversation. Yeah. Nice. And, do, and don't, and there is no way that people just get better at that. So right. don't, that's it. That's, yep. that's a mistake. If you think, oh, they'll get better or hope or prayer or whatever. It, it really needs coaching and yeah. training. Uh, think about it. I mean, feedback, look how hard it is for all of us to give to give feedback. That's mm-hmm. not something that we're, we're innately skilled at, I don't think. Think about the last review you had with your boss where you felt like the feedback was really great and impactful and useful. Yeah, yeah. I think the unfortunate reality is more than half of you will say, yeah, it wasn't. Yep. And, and that's that person's job. Yeah. So when it's not your job on a regular basis, it's even harder. So get the team support, get yourself support in making that a reality. I mean, I think one of the things is is like I, I've said it a couple times, accountability. It's a responsibility. 
It's an accountability. It's important. So you, you almost can't, as, a, as an organization, as a team, as a scrum master, you can't over-communicate how important, like you said it earlier, Josh, it's, it's like it's the most important event, right? Yep. I, right. I, you can cancel everything else, yep. but you cannot skip this one. Yep. Well, there's it's the improvement thing. Uh, it's it's how do you how do you identify that stuff? So I think talking about it constantly, like mm-hmm. and celebrating, yeah, like celebrating. So I'm anti status reports from the retros. I'm pro, like as a leader or a coach or whatever, high five. What did you? Why did you do that? Oh, it came out of our retro. Yeah high five that so so sell a, so another way to, to amplify it is celebrate the teams that are stretching celebrate the teams that are trying things celebrate the teams that fail and ex- have a successful experiment or a failed experiment from that um celebrate failures i've gone into like failed sprints and things and I, in public i've jumped up and i'm like oh my god i wish i could come to your retro mm-hmm. you Look at the juicy situation. Like, I don't know what, I am looking forward to seeing what you come out of the retro with, right? Right? You have a failure. Don't know what caused it. Don't know what you can do. Really excited. That's an exciting retro. So making them, not artificially, make it a big deal. Yeah. Emphasize it. Another key point to support all of that is you have to model it yourself. So I have had real success with my leadership teams where we basically do a retro yeah every end number of weeks and we harshly evaluate how we're doing what we need to do better at and and show that you as a leadership team are evolving and growing as well that will inspire your teams to do the same because you're actually walking the walk like it it will erode if you're not showing a willingness or capability within yourself to continuously improve and that you actually have a mechanism to do that and that you're intentional about that because then your teams are gonna call BS. Like you really don't believe this because like you're not doing it. So don't blow all the smoke at me here saying we should do this. I want to step above it's a scrum event and and talk about creating a learning organization. Yeah. And, and, re, and I want to generalize retrospective to reflection. So I think the notion of creating a reflection-based culture, which is, I'm, I'm gathering what you said. Yeah. So leadership team do it. Scrum teams do it. Kanban teams should do it. Mm-hmm. Management teams should do it. What, whatever. It's We're all reflecting. We're all in the continuous improvement. Uh, why? So that we can learn as an organization and to, to relentlessly get better. Mm-hmm. So I'm tying this notion of it's, it's not we're doing it because Scrum tells us to do it or it's a Scrum event or Josh likes it. It's his favorite Scrum event. Yeah. It's it's the way that we, we we have a goal of creating. I want to see how this lands with you. We're, we're creating a learning organizational culture. Mm-hmm. And one of the baseline factors for that is we should be insatiably reflective mm-hmm. and, and with an eye towards improving ourselves our teams our organization our customer relationships everything what do you so it's it's not the event Mm -hmm. that limits the mindset yeah i think it's bigger than that yeah it it, yeah it goes back to the 
label that I've created for my preferred type of hire, where it's a collaborative problem solver. So I am a firm belief that if you gather a group of intelligent, collaborative problem solvers, anything that's in their way is going to get crushed. Whether it's writing a piece of code, becoming a great team, all those things just happen when everybody has that mindset and that they are looking to bring that mindset to the table together. Then amazing things happen. It's just like, get out of the way and let them roll. But that's hard. Right? Yeah, yeah. You absolutely. know, to, to hire folks with that mindset and to maintain that as the norm of this is who we are. It's not easy. So I, I coming back to, gosh, I'm going to disagree with myself. Ooh, this is good. In the beginning, I said, you know, just come with a few tools. Don't get tools happy. I do think you should be, everyone who's who's facilitating retros, whether it's at Josh's leadership level or at a team level or whatnot, there there is a myriad of useful tools out there. The mm-hmm. sailboat, did you ever use sailboat? Sailboat is uh, a metaphor out of, uh, oh gosh, what's it? Well, it doesn't matter. The sailboat is a graphic. You put it on. Yeah. The anchor, what is what is holding us back? Yeah. So you draw visually anchors or baggage. What's what's What did we do well? The wind in our sails, mm-hmm. right? Uh, what's what's next? What's our next island or something like that? So mm-hmm. you can, so that's a very useful metaphor, facilitation tool, graphical tool. You can use it in mural, Miro, etc. Mm-hmm. It keeps it light. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's different. Uh, there's another tool that you know, like history walk. That's walk back to walk forward. Mm-hmm. That's remember what we've done. What what's our failures? What's our successes? And now where do we want to go? So there's all these tools. I. I do think it would be useful maybe as when we post this to post a few links to some of these sites. Yeah, that, the the to give people tools. Yeah, the tactical tools. The caution I would provide people is do that when needed, not just because. You'll start to feel some redundancy, some some like you'll know. You'll know when it's starting to potentially get stale. Pull the trigger then. Don't change it up every time. You know, people like consistency, but in the end, what you explained, you're still answering the same questions. It's just a different image, a different what, a, a different place to put stickies or whatever. It's just a, it's a little change up, but the core yeah, I would is agree. still the same. I'm uh, going to put you on the spot. Yeah. What's your favorite, what's your go-to way to run a retro at any level? It doesn't uh, I just go to the basics. Well, so what's your favorite it's way? It's just like, stop doing this, keep doing this, let's try this. So tries, stop, stop, do, try. Yeah, that's it. Okay. I have a good, bad, ugly. Yeah. Right? So I have, what, what are we doing good? What are we doing bad? What's absolutely ugly? Uh, ugly could be, we haven't, we haven't done any, we haven't had any accomplishments for a while, so it doesn't have to be that. So it's sort of, I, yeah. I, the, the, the three buckets. Yeah is a is a common thing however you do it and i force it with the try bucket is that you have to have an action there's so many people that just like list things yep. that are problems or that are good but there's no action associated with with, with one which is why try is the thing that i always use because like we have to walk out of here with something something we're gonna oh, try. i like that i like so we're so i would i would buy that yeah. so i use dot voting a lot yeah, right 
because it 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 focuses on the the heavy hitters mm-hmm. or the low hanging fruit, and then I want to leave with something. Yeah, not just leave with something, but action. Who's going to take action? Yeah. Who's going to be passionate about it? Who's going to shepherd it, or whatnot? Yeah. Now nowadays in the Scrum Guide, I think they talk about you know thou shalt carry something to the next sprint. Mm-hmm. So they they give you space. Yeah. Welcome to our diversity inclusion minute. Uh, Bob hey, and I. Hey Josh, have, I'm yeah. curious. Yeah. Uh, we've we've challenged the listeners. Yeah. Like a lot. Yeah. We threw the gauntlet down Episode, like a steel gauntlet. Yeah. It was like knights in white satin, and we threw down the gauntlet. <laughs> And a couple times. So tell me, what's the response been like? Well, you remember a few episodes back when I said I'm really optimistic that our you did that our community is going to really deliver on this. You challenged them, but you were thoughtfully yeah. optimistic. Yeah. I remember that you had the, you had a little smile, yeah. a little ray of sunshine above you. I am thoughtfully saddened. No. Yeah. What happened? Uh, We've had a little bit of response. I mentioned that an episode or two ago that I was super excited about. It has yet to gain momentum. Ugh. And that's ultimately what, what we're after. So let's talk about what we're trying to do with this segment. What we're trying to do with this segment is not allow ourselves, Bob and Josh, and our listeners to lose sight of many of the social injustices that are happening out there in our world and that we have the opportunity slash responsibility to do something about it. That's why we take the most valuable moment of our podcast right smack in the middle and hit the pause button and talk about this. We've talked about, and we will talk about the things that we're actively doing. That was all to inspire everybody else to take action. So then we turned it into, you know what? We aren't doing a good enough job of encouraging asking for supporting action amongst our listeners because that's ultimately how this wins. It doesn't win if it's Bob and I just doing stuff. No, that's we... that's not enough. So this is about how do we, as a community of smart, thoughtful, caring people, how do we make a difference? So what we ask, link below to our Discord, specifically the channel about diversity and inclusion, will be there to light that fire with your peers by talking about things, what you're doing, what you'd like to do, what you're not sure you can do. Just like get the conversation out there and you will inspire somebody else and they will inspire somebody else. That's what we're after here. And that has not happened as of yet. I have not lost hope, Bob. I will not lose hope. This is going to happen somehow, some way. I'm hopeful too, but but you were also very kind. I, I mean, folks, get off your ass. Ooh. Come on. Come on. We are leading by example. Mm-hmm. We're not, we don't have perfect weeks, but we're, we're not sitting on our butts just, just smiling and, ta- and, and supporting it. Uh, so I, I challenge everyone. And if you can't come up with an idea, we've said this. Reach out to yeah. us. I just joined. So Agile Alliance has something called Agile in Color. Mm-hmm. It's a group that is trying to provide like mentoring and coaching mm-hmm. to people of color. I just I just volunteered for yeah. it. You uh, can send me that link so I can do it, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. I, I just, believe it or not, I signed up and two days later, I have someone to mentor. Great. I have to schedule yeah. time with them. Uh, I can connect folks to that. Uh, that didn't bounce in my lap. No one, no one gave it to me. I had, I found it, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, cool!" I didn't realize the Agile Alliance. In fact, I was being persnickety about the Agile Alliance. I was like, yeah. "They're not doing enough." 
then I find this whole little initiative thing. Uh, they have a little group that wants to help people uh, submit talks and develop themselves professionally. Oh, That's so you could like help someone yeah. do that. Uh, so Metacasters, I'm hopeful, but damn it, I'm frustrated. Come on, we can do better than that. And, and that's a fantastic experiment of what we expect to happen in our Discord channel. Is Bob found stuff, he shared it. I'm like, dang, that's awesome. Can I get involved? Ooh, that's cool. Exactly. Sign me up. Right. So that exactly that will help little, each other. Little steps. Yeah. And there's opportunities out there, so you don't have to you don't have to create them. In some cases, you may, but it's a community based effort. Yep. But the point here is we need to get off our ass and do something. Let's mm -hmm. move. Let's do something. It's not just good enough talking about it. Back to the Dang, episode? Yeah, that was good. All right, let's get back to the episode. The, the the one thing that I also do is I aggressively limit work in progress things coming out of retro. Like, let's pick one, I'm with maybe, you. maybe two. Maybe two. Maybe. Right. Yeah, I, I, would, I would buy that. Yeah. I don't think I, if I, and I'm going to use the term allow. It's not allow, but it's like, it's if I hear anything more than three, yeah. It's like, and I try to communicate that to to the yeah. groups, or whatever. Right. Like, let's accomplish one big thing. Yep. Right. One big yeah. thing, and then that's. Oh, that sounded really exciting. It did. Uh, have you ever done a retro of the retro? Oh yeah, yeah. Talk about that. Uh, so so we've done that a couple times. We've even done. So every team would do a retro and then we would pull together once a quarter what we called the squad captains to do a retro across the entire organization and bring like, hey, this these are the things that organizationally oh. are hard okay. for us. Okay. Uh, so we've done that. Then as like individual teams, we've like done a retro on a retro. Like, hey, this isn't working like we'd like or like we feel kind of stale. Like... Let's just talk about how we're executing the, the retros and get that to create the trust. So that's what I mean about, yeah. and you brought up two interesting. So there's a retro at a higher level, like yeah. organizational, divisional, yeah. product level retros, yep. really yep. useful. Uh, I've seen them done at like releases. Mm -hmm. Like we've just done a quarterly or a big a big bang thing yeah. to do that. What I was thinking of with retro, and I got artificially excited, didn't I? I got like, ooh, I don't know why. But, but uh, if the retro is broken, I get this question a lot from Scrum Masters, like, what do I do? The retros aren't. I'm like, retro, you're retro. Yeah, exactly. So don't talk about anything else. Yeah. Your number one problem is your retro sucks. So so don't you try to fix it. Talk to your team. Like, put that on the table. Yeah. Our, clearly, we're not taking any action. Clearly, our retro yep. sucks. What are we going to do about that? Yep. And just let that on the table. And that's the one thing we're going to talk, we're going to work on for the next sprint. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It works. It works. It works beautifully. I mean, you may need to let silence do its job. Yeah, yeah. Right and and stuff. How do we cover this? What do you think? I'm feeling pretty good. I got excited towards the end. Have, did you notice that in my voice? I, I don't did. know. I, I'm Metacasters, I don't know. Maybe it's the drugs. I don't know what's. Maybe it's the alcohol. I don't know. I apologize. This to me is. I was warm to the topic at the beginning. But it's crucial. Mm -hmm. You and I are really aligned. Yeah. I mean, if there's one thing. Big surprise. It's like, come in. We owe ourselves, our teams, our organizations continuous improvement. Yep. Otherwise, get the hell. Why are we, why are we doing what we're doing? Yeah. Yeah. I Have agree. we ever run a. Ooh. 
we kind of have. Have we done retro? We've hit the pause maybe? button and said like, hey, why are we doing this? What's our intent? Is it good enough? What are we going to do with our content? Like not on the execution of the actual episodes. We've but, not done. Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. That feels very uncomfortable. Doesn't it? It does. We haven't walked our talk. Have we? Not fully. Yeah. Do you think in the next episode we could do a, a good, bad, ugly? Sure. And 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 like walk our, or yeah. some episode yeah. walk our talk a little bit. Yeah, I'm a little frightened by that, and a little. <laughs> no, I am. Yeah, I am. I'm a little. That little scares me a little bit. Yeah. It uh, more so not doing it, but like what might come out of that. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited now. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> now I'm even more frightened. But it. I, yeah. What I'm saying is a role play of yeah. a, and it doesn't have to take it an have entire to be a role play. It's just a fact. It's just uh, like a factual. Yeah. Like like retro, yeah. Uh, we could even invite some Metacasters to weigh in oh, afterwards and oh, give us some of their yeah. their feedback. Okay, what I do, like that. Do you like? I, let's do that. Yeah. All right. I don't. I don't know. We've informally given each other feedback, but I don't know if we've ever like actually done a retro of our execution dynamics. Yeah. Cool. I like it. All right. Hey, we done? Yeah. From beautiful downtown. Oh, you know where. Fuquay Verena, North Carolina. I'm Bob Galen. And I'm Josh Anderson. Shake. And bake. Take care, y'all. Okay. <laughs>